guys. <laughs> Welcome to Fridge Buzz with the Fair Twins. Our names are Courtney and Stephanie Farah. We're stay-at-home moms. We're bandmates. No topic too small. We talk about it all. So you know how I have issues picking a show to watch? Like you've got your regular daily, weekly shows. You you watch the same shows every day of the week. My, my common law man companion and I struggle to find something every night because we only have like one, one show a week where it's like we know we're going to watch it and that's MTV's The Challenge. So last night, I'm trying to do, get better at picking things off Netflix because I, I, I can start scrolling and searching forever. So last night I put on Bill and Ted Face the Music. Do you know the Bill and Ted? The sequel to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, it's it's new on Netflix and I, oh, let's put on this. Like it looks funny. I saw Beck Bedit, Beckett or whatever from SNL and I thought this is going to be funny. Watched 20 minutes of it. It was so bad. So then, okay, I turn on, um, what's that one with Liam Neeson? It's new too. Yes, we Honest. all, we all, the Honest Thief. We entertained that trailer last night. Well, I, I, I did more than entertain it. I clicked on it, pressed play, and we got about half an hour into that. And I looked at, I looked at Code and I said, "Is this so bad?" And he's like, "Yeah." We just shut it off and went to bed. This is all before 10 p.m. It's like I struck out twice. Weather, weather vibes. vibes. Today's weather vibe is. Um, Sunshine teas. It's shining, but it's so cold. It's absolutely freezing outside. Yeah. Like, so kind of like disappointing. That's the vibe. Yeah. Optimistically disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Glass half empty. After you've had half of it. Yeah. After you drank it. Yeah. So you you got some of it. You got some of it. I realized something that gets me really, really stressed almost from zero to 60 high blood pressure when I can't find the TV remote. Yeah. Um, the world stops. But I noticed that you have uh, a remote tracker. You you can yes. find it. Now. We we bought a little. The world does stop. The world freaking stops. <laughs> and I, it's I, it's the equivalent to like taking a, a dining table and flipping it upside down when that happens to me. Yeah. When like, I can't find the remote, it's like, ho, 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 watch out. Yeah. So we put a device on it, like a little sticker thing, and it's a tracking device. So now there's a, you can go on your phone and you can, you press a button and it beeps until you find it. I'm not sure how I was able to live without this. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I'm not sure. It was bleak, but I do uh, have something that is worse than that. When you drop something on the floor and have to bend down three times to oh, get it. Ho, ho. Takes three attempts to grab it. Yeah. Whoa, 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 mama, get out of my yeah. way with that one. The profanities that follow the three attempt pickup. Yeah. I know it well. Do you ever check your junk mail? I check my junk mail all the time, hoping for some massive surprise. Right. I don't know what I'm waiting for. Yeah. There's Good something, news. There's something. something about checking your junk mail. Recently, I've noticed I've been getting really weird junk mail. Not like, I don't know what I've searched for on my phone that's giving me erection junk mails. Oh. I'm trying to accurately describe how many grow pill emails I'm in my junk, out, uh-huh. uh, junk mail I'm getting. I, I don't understand it. What did I click on? One of the things I've been thinking about lately is um, songwriting and the amount I'm not doing it. And uh, I was, because I, you, you've been making more efforts to do it. So you've written a couple more songs lately. I don't even remember the last song that I wrote on my own, probably six months ago. Anyways, so we're trying to get Courtney to tighten up her storytelling. I know. And and sort of edit out details that are unnecessary. What, where do you go to learn how to tell a story? Really, truly, I need help. There's probably a YouTube video for it. No, I need help for sure. So anyways, I've been thinking a lot about songwriting and um, what do you think, Steph, is the best song you've ever written? Um, 
Should I backtrack a bit and kind of explain how long we've been writing songs? Probably since we were, probably since the year 2000, something like that, maybe a little bit before, but 21 years we've been actively writing songs. And so my favorite song in all that time, I forget a lot of the song. That's one of the things I've kind of committed myself to get done while I'm staying at home raising the kids is getting my original song catalog printed and in a binder and alphabetized. Yeah, I started that project and then... Amazon never shipped me the, the the sleeves you put the paper in, and I gave up. Yeah, I, I gave up. I don't know if you've heard this store called Walmart, but they do sell those sleeves. But, but you know, my, my attention and time I could give that project was there, and then I got, had a roadblock of not getting the, the proper equipment, and I stopped. How many songs do you think we've written all together? No clue. Not, not an, I, I don't have an idea whatsoever of how many. Remember that time we went down to Nashville and did some co-writing with those Co- Nashville songwriters? Generally speaking, co-writing is um, an awful experience. For us. Yeah. Though we co-write together and don't find that awful. No, it's that's different though. I mean, with some, some and people other than us, not saying every experience has, because obviously we've co-written with some friends, but co-writing with a stranger, ho ho. So back to answering your first question, what's the fav- my favorite song that I've written? Walking On, Failure, um, You're Not the One. That was written, written with, uh, Witten. Witten. Ours are really hard, really yeah. hard for me. Yeah. How, they've always been. Yeah. Not everything gets better when you're older. No. In fact, it gets more pronounced. Yeah. And you sound much sillier. Yeah. As an adult who can't say R properly. Failure is actually a recent one and it's it's one of my favorites now. Walking on is is one of my favorites. Lyrically, I just think it in my humble opinion, somewhat in the profound ish category category. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> my throat just burped again. The most recent song I wrote was probably a month ago, and that was the one about you. I think it it's called Blanket. I would have to say mine is Big Tears. Big Tears, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we like sad songs. There's one story in particular that that uh, that comes to mind when I think of songwriting in Nashville. So, you know, you can be no names like us, go down there as uh, SOCAN members and get yourself hooked up with some hit writers. So people that are writing songs, the hits of that time, you're literally sitting in a room with them and you can start writing songs. What was interesting about that process is it was nothing like the co-writing process we have had together where you sit down and it's brutally honest and you can come up with an idea, say I come up with some a chord progression, start playing it, humming a melody or singing some lyrics and you could go, no, that's like bad. And also you're copying this, this, this song. Yeah. But when you're down in Nashville, we were really shy to be brutally honest and, and to be honest... A lot of their ideas I thought were bad yeah, and rushed and it felt like they were looking at the clock behind me on the wall going, when is this going to be over? Well, Let's just write a piece of shit. But because we're not assigned, we weren't assigned act, right? So they, they, they're getting their paid to do that, you know? And I, yeah, and, that, and they're, they know it's not, they know that we're not signed to a label, so it's not going to see the light of day. I mean, not, not really, not unless we're playing it live and stuff. So you can understand that. It was it was very obvious that that was the case. 
And I remember one, I remember one session and his name was Bruce and I can't remember his last name. And maybe you're not supposed to, to say people's names or whatever, but he was absolutely horrifying. He didn't, he ha- was on his phone the whole time. He mm-hmm. answered a call mid session, didn't come back for a while. I don't while. remember that. Yeah. He had like blonde hair. Well, you don't kind need of, to describe him. I just don't oh, remember okay. that happening in this session. Oh yeah. It was, it was horrifying. It was, and his idea was so bad. I came to him with an idea like off the cuff because you, it was better if you went in there with an idea. So it looked like you had some prep done, but I didn't on this one. And I just came up with an idea. I've always wanted, wanted to write a song about this topic. Mm-hmm. And it, so we started going on it and then he took it in a way different direction, but I didn't have the nerve to be like, that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. So now you're just working on this project from the get-go that you don't even believe in. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he got a phone call and left the room and didn't come back for a while. And then he was eating when he came back. And I just thought, you're the rudest. Mm-hmm. You're so rude, but man. like, And then on top of that, your idea sucks. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the nerve to tell you. If I was going back there now, it'd be different. I'd be like, no, 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 let's start from scratch. But you know what? The truth is we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't wouldn't set up those co-writing sessions. I don't think we ever needed it. I think it was good experience to learn that you don't need it or want it. But but what's so weird about song co-writing like this is you've never met this person most of the time with sessions like this. And you're essentially opening up your journal and being like, here, know me. Know my deepest thoughts. It, what can you? What can we make of this? It's, it doesn't. That's not our thing. We don't do that. It's it's opening up your journal, but it's also dropping the like the curtain to your brain. So it's a, just a very vulnerable place to to sit with a stranger and be like to change a lyric or say something sort of um, personal or emotional about something, even if it's a happy emotion. Yeah. To to sit with a stranger and then like what what fresh hell have I gotten myself into here? Needless to say, we didn't come out with anything that we still play today. The songwriting process. How do you begin writing a song? I know I've talked to my common law man companion before about this and he's asked me, oh, how do you even write songs? It seems like something difficult or how do you, what's the process for you? Usually there's just something making you really irritable, soul deep. And the only way to get right with it is to write write a song. That's usually what happens for me. I remember um, reading a quote from Patty Griffin, my favorite singer-songwriter, and she said it's like a really bad mood that you can't get rid of until you write the song. And I, that's the best thing I've ever heard in regards to a description of what it's like to write a song. You do feel better after you've written. Yeah, yeah. And um, usually Do the chords I, come first? No. Does the, the melody, chords, does the Honestly, lyric? the chords never come first for me, but... Because I'm less educated in guitar playing than you are, and um, I, I just don't have as much knowledge in it. So the chords never come first. I always have lyrics first, always. I keep um, lyrics in my phone whenever I think of things. And um, that I usually have a song title or a lyric idea at the very least before I start writing. So it always starts with words for me. Fridge buzz. How long would you say it takes somebody to get to know you? My answer is a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not kidding. I think it's one year. What? It takes one year to get to know me. Why do you say that? Because um, to go through all of the seasons and all of the, uh, just all of what a year could bring and does bring. And I don't, I just think it takes, I, it seems like we're open books, but actually one-on-one, 
it, I think it actually takes a long time to, to get to know us. I would also say that's probably how long it takes me to get to know a new friend as well, though. Yeah, so maybe that's normal. Is that something you could Google? What would you put in that Google? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google that. I, th- what I struggle with is how to word my Google questions. Yes, Does anybody is, else have that? I struggle with that too. I struggle with that too. I've, I've, had to ask, I've had to ask Cody many times, how do you think I would word that in the Google search? I'm going to type in, how do you word Google search is? How do you word Google searches? You're getting off track here. You were talking about how long you think it takes people to get to know you. And you said a year. Let me think about that for a sec. Are you hanging out with them every day? No. Is it just just a... a, And this isn't pandemic related. Yeah. Pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, a normal amount of natural life hangs, things that are planned, things that are impromptu. Throughout the course of a year, I believe it takes one year for a new friend to get to know me, really. Yeah, I, I, I might even say longer than that. At least a year. I think if you have kids with you, around with you, and you're getting to know people, your attention isn't truly with them. It, it says, it, the answer on I Google, just want to say you weren't listening to me there. I you wasn't. were totally waiting for your moment to speak. Definitely. My bad. Okay, the answer on Google, just so you know, is uh, that it varies from person to person, but uh, two years, sometimes two months, depends on the situation. So that was really helpful. (laughs) Wow. No, that was really, really helpful. That's good. Two years to two months, depending on the situation. I think what Google meant to say was they're not sure. So when people say, I just met my future person, uh, like uh, after one day of meeting them, they know they want to be with them. It's kind of, it's kind of a crock because Google said at least two months. Google said, you know, somewhere between two months and two years. Who who writes those answers for Google? Yeah, I, that's another question I'd yeah. like to know. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying? <laughs> I feel slightly irritable today, so the sound of your voice in my headphones is kind of making me mad. <laughs> How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? What's the process of getting ready getting for myself, you? Just getting myself um, dressed, brushed my teeth, showered. Like what we call day ready, ready for the day. Ready for the day takes me probably about... 20 minutes, 25 minutes. That's not long. No, I can do it really fast. 30 minutes, maybe. I can tell you did it in a rush today. Yeah, my eyebrows, right? <laughs> Something's <Eyelashes>. going on. <laughs> no, Steph, it's my, I know, because they're clumpy. The, the, it's my, a bit smudged. Yeah. Well, no, I, no, no. You know what it is? You know what that is? I, I went to my dentist this morning oh. to get new, new uh, Invisalign. And she literally, she said, she was joking that it was like Chinese water torture. She was spraying me. I was having a shower there oh, okay. and I, I didn't ever check my face after that. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about sitting in the dentist chair when they clean your teeth or anything and then like a piece of something like whatever was in your mouth lands sort of outside on your lip or on your cheek and you can feel it. But like, you know, they're in that jurisdiction of your face. Yeah. You you, you wonder when, when are they going to come and intervene and take that, that crud off your face? Yeah. She, she delicately kept going like this to me today. Because I was in the, I was in the ortho uh, recently and they had to do a mold and a piece of the mold thing like a big piece landed on like like my face around my mouth and I could feel it there and she had yet to move it and she, I thought she's got better things to worry no, but about. I don't want to like bonk her hand and like get in yeah. the way but I thought are you gonna move this schmegba off my face yeah you know you know what I also do before I go to the dentist uh, I always check my nostrils before I go in <laughs> well, really I do them that that courtesy and uh, so stalactites um I always make sure everything's free and clear there <laughs> And do you know what? Who I taught th- you to do that. Well, I think it comes from my um, <laughs> hairstyling background because. Do you also make sure you get rid of your mustache? Oh, absolutely. How dare you not? <laughs>
Well, they've seen it all, you know? Well, no, they don't need to see it. They don't want to. That's really courteous of you. I'm very courteous. I'm very courteous. (laughs) I am very aware of these things. Where does it end, though? Do you, like, exfoliate your blackheads? I made sure to to do a quick pluck, which I wasn't going to do, but I did that. (laughs) Of your mustache. (laughs) Of my mustache, definitely. My mustache. And my eyebrows and any other rogue hairs. And uh, I make sure my nose is clear. <laughs> and I always, I do this anyway, but I, I use mouthwash every day. I'm not sure if you know, but um, I didn't know that, but yeah, thank I, you. I have attention to detail. I, I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. But so I always make sure that everything looks just so before I go in there. And, and you know what? It's the least you can do. Do you think the hygienists do that the same? Because we're the ones looking, actually, if you think about the angle, we're the ones actually seeing no, up you, their nose. No, no, you can't actually see them with the bright light. You yeah, gotta, no, but you something can fall on you. And it, can I tell you a little tip out there for when you're in the dentist chair? I feel like our friend Stacy, who is a dental hygienist, could confirm this. And also when you're in the hairstyling, um, when you're getting your hair washed, let me tell you, close your eyes. Just just close your eyes. You know what? Right, that is the appropriate thing to do. If you keep your eyes open, you're a crazy person. You know what, Court? I have to say, I am an eye closer. You I, better be. I will get my hair cut. I'll get my nails done. And I'll, I'll literally say to the person, I'm just going to close my eyes. Okay, I'm really tired. If you keep your eyes open, you're basically a psychopath. I'm, I'm, ba- <laughs> I'm by telling them that, I'm saying, let's not do this small talk. You're not, you, you, you're, you think it's just for you. It's for them. Let it, me tell you, they do not want you staring at them. Even the hairdresser when she's even, blow drying? Y- the, listen, when the hairdresser's blow drying, unless she initiates the conversation, don't talk to her. Yeah, she they can't do. hear you. They do initiate it with me, that, and I've just and said that initi- my eyes are closed. Yeah, if they initiate it, that's fine. Don't initiate com- conversation whilst getting a blow dry, and definitely do not open your eyes at that sink. That's good advice. Yeah, thanks. That's good yeah. advice. Is You're, there any other place where you would maybe close your eyes? Getting a wax. Yeah, definitely. Either close your eyes or look straight up. Do not. Do not move your head. You stay straight up. Yeah, like it's not the kind of situation where you check on it halfway through through to see how it's no, going. It basically is not happening. Yeah. When you're getting waxed. It's like I don't know what she's touching. It's not <laughs> it's not my body. Yeah. That's so true. Maybe some other place you would close your eyes. Is it maybe on a plane next to a stranger? No, you don't not on a plane. Doesn't seem necessary on a plane. But it's as if to say, I'm I'm almost not here. We're mm-hmm. not gonna talk. No, it's not as necessary there. Okay. So just when it's something like a treatment's being done on you. Yeah. Um when you're getting uh, a hand or arm massage at a manicurist. Close your eyes. See now I have or stare down. Yeah, look down because when there's a there's a fine line because I don't want to look like I'm enjoying it too much. Yes, I agree with you. And so by closing my eyes, I don't want it to look weird. Yeah, so maybe actually in that situation, just look down. Yeah, look down or like to the corner. Yeah, so to the corner or down for that. Yeah, definitely. You can't make eye contact with a stranger while they're massaging your hands. No, you can't. Yeah, I agree. So actually, just look down. I can always hear you swallow. It kind of grosses me out. Okay. Yeah. Boring yeah. Also, do you know what word I hate? Frickin'. Do I keep saying it? Yes. You're like, you're righteous today. Hey? Okay. Yeah. I guess that's my I think vibe. you're better than me today. Yeah, I think my vibe is righteous. Yeah. Yep. You nailed it. Fridge buzz. That wasn't that, a fart. That, that was my foot. I heard a fart sound. No, that was my foot yeah. on the wood. Just yeah. want to clear I that guess, up. So I ahead. guess we'll see in a few minutes if it stinks. 